All right, for our Old Testament passage, we're going to be going through a lot in the book of Job today. So let's open up our Bibles to the book of Job, and we're going to start in chapter 8, verse 1, and we're going to go all the way to chapter 10, verse 22 together. So let's begin. It says, Then Bildad the Shuhite answered and said, How long will you say these things, and the words of your mouth be great wind? Does God pervert justice? It's not his character. Or does the Almighty pervert the right? If your children have sinned against him, he has delivered them into the hands of their transgression. If you will seek God and plea with the Almighty for mercy, if you are pure and upright, surely then he will ruse himself for you and restore your rightful habitation. And though your beginning was small, your latter days will be very great. For inquire, please, of bygone ages, and consider what the fathers have searched out. For we are but of yesterday and know nothing, for our days on earth are a shadow. Will they not teach you and tell you and utter words out of their understanding? Can papyrus grow where there is no marsh? Can reeds flourish where there is no water? While yet in flower and not cut down, they wither before any other plant. Such are the paths of all of those who forget God. Let's make sure that that's not part of our heart and part of our character, that we don't forget who he is, what he has done, his promises, his goodness, his faithfulness. Such are the paths of all who forget God. The hope of the godless shall perish. His confidence is severed, and his trust is a spider's web. He leans against his house, but it does not stand. He lays hold of it, but it does not endure. He is a lush plant before the sun, and his shoots spread over his garden. His roots entwine the stone heap, and he looks upon the house of stones. If he is destroyed from his place, then it will deny him, saying, I have never seen you. Behold, this is the day of joy of his way. Out of the soil others will spring. Behold, God will not reject a blameless man, nor take the hand of evildoers. He will not fill your mouth with laughter and your lips with shouting. Those who hate you will be clothed in shame, and the tent of the wicked shall be no more. Chapter 9 Then Jacob answered and said, Truly, I know that it is so, but how can a man be right before God? If one wished to contend with him, one could not answer him once in a thousand times. He is wise in heart and mighty in strength, who has hardened him against him and succeeded. Who He who removes mountains, and they know it not, when he overturns them in his anger. Who shakes the earth out of its place, and its pillars tremble. Who commands the sun, and it does not rise. Who seals up the stars. Who alone stretched out the heavens, and trampled the waves on the sea, who made the bear and Orion, the Pleiades and the chambers of the south, who does great things beyond searching out and marvelous things beyond number. 
Behold, he passes by me, and I see him not. He moves on, but I do not perceive him. Behold, he snatches away who can turn him back. Who will say to him, What are you doing? God will not turn back his anger beneath him, bowed the helpers of Rahab. How then can I answer him, choosing my words with him? Though I am in the right, I cannot answer him. I must appeal for mercy to my accuser. If I summoned him and he answered me, I would not believe that he is listening to my voice. For he crushes me with a tempest and multiplies my wounds without cause. He will not let me get my breath, but fills me with bitterness. If it is a contest of strength, behold, he is mighty. If it's a matter of justice, who can summon him? Though I am the right, my own mouth would condemn me. Though I am blameless, he would prove me perverse. I am blameless. I regard not myself. I loathe my life. It is all one, therefore I say. He destroys both the blameless and the wicked. When disaster brings sudden death, he mocks at the calamity of the innocent. The earth is given into his hand of the wicked. He covers the face of its judges. If it is not he, who then is it? My days are swifter than a runner. They flee away. They see no good. They go by like skiffs of reed, like an eagle swooping on the prey. If I say I will not forget my complaint, I will put off my sad face and be of good cheer. I will be afraid of all of my suffering. For I know you will not hold me innocent. I shall be condemned. Why then do I labor in vain? If I wash myself with snow, if I cleanse my hands with lye, yet you plunge me into the pit, and my own clothes will abhor me. For he is not a man as I am, that I might answer him, that we should come to trial together. There is no arbitrator between us. Who might lay his hand on us both? Let him take his rod away from me, and let not dread of him terrify me. Then I would speak without fear of him, for I am not so in myself. Chapter 10 I loathe my life. I will give free utterance to my complaint. I will speak in the bitterness of my soul. I will say to God, do not condemn me. Let me know why you contend against me. Does it seem good to you to oppress, to despise the work of your hands and favor the designs of the wicked? Have your eyes of flesh? Do you see as man sees? Are your days as the days of man? Are your years as a man's years that you seek out my iniquity and search for my sin? Although you know that I am not guilty and there is none to deliver out of your hand, your hands fashioned and made me, and now you have destroyed me altogether. Remember that you have made me like clay, and you will return me to the dust. Did you not pour me out like milk and curdle me like cheese? You clothed me with skin and flesh and knit me together with bones and sinews. 
You have granted me life and steadfast love, and your care has perversed my spirit. Yet these things you hide in your heart. I know that this was your purpose. If I sin, you watch me, and do not acquit me of my iniquity. If I am guilty, woe to me. If I am in the right, I cannot lift up my head, for I am filled with disgrace, and look on my affliction. And where my head lifted up, you would hunt me like a lion. And again, your work wonders against me. You renew your witnesses against me and increase your vexation toward me and bring fresh troops against me. Why did you bring me out of the womb? Would that I had died before any eye had seen me and were as though I had not been given, carried from the womb to the grave. Are not my days few? Then cease and leave me alone, that I may find a little cheer. Before I go, I shall not return to the land of darkness and deep shadows, the land of gloom, like thick darkness, like deep shadow without any order, where light is as thick as darkness. The book of Job is full of such a mix of emotion, such a mix of people who claim they're friends, who aren't friends, and some who really turn out to be good friends. And you go through and you see the heart of a man who has faced so much, who has lost everything. But you see later on, as you go through the book, everything that God has done for him. And you see the heart of a man who later on has turned back to God for every good thing in his life. Let's remember that now as we open up our hearts and worship our Heavenly Father some more this morning.
right, COP, for our New Testament passage this morning, we are going to go through 1 Corinthians 15, verses 1 to 34. It says, Now I would remind you, brothers, of the gospel I preached to you, which you received, in which you stand, and by which you are being saved. If you hold fast to the word I preached to you, unless you believed in vain, for I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with Scripture, that he was buried, and that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the Scriptures, and that he appeared to Cephas, then to the twelve, then he appeared to more than five hundred brothers at one time, most of whom are still alive, though some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles. Last of all, as to one untimely born, he also appeared to me. For I am the least of the apostles, unworthy to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace towards me was not in vain. On the contrary, I worked harder than any of them, though it was not I, but the grace of God that was with me. Whether then it was I or they, so we preach and you believed. Now, if Christ is proclaimed and raised from the dead, how can some of you say there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there is no resurrection of the dead, then even Christ, then not even Christ has been raised, but we know he was. And if Christ has not been raised, then our preaching is in vain and your faith is in vain. We are even found to be misrepresenting God because we testified about God that he raised Christ whom he did not raise if it is true that the dead are not raised. For if the dead are not raised, not even Christ has been raised. Remember, Christ died for a very specific purpose, to free us, to love us so that we can have a relationship. That was the reason for him to die and for him to be raised back up. And if Christ had not been raised, your faith is futile, and you are still in your sins. Then also those who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. If in Christ we have hope in only this life, we are of all people most to be pitied. But in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For as by a man came by death, by a man has also come the resurrection of the dead. For in Adam all die, so also in Christ shall all be made alive. Amen. But each in his own order, Christ the firstfruits, then then at his coming those who belong to Christ. Then comes to the end when he delivers the kingdom to God, the Father, after destroying every rule and every authority and power. For he must reign until he has put all his enemies under his feet. The last enemy to be destroyed is death. For God has put all things in subjection under his feet. But when it says all things are put in subjection, it is plain that he is accepted who put all in subjection under him. 
When all things are subjected to him, then the Son himself will also be subjected to him, who put all things in subjection under him, that God may be all in all. Otherwise, what do men mean by being baptized on behalf of the dead? If the dead are not raised at all, why are people being baptized on their behalf? Why are we in danger every hour? I protest, brothers, by my pride in you, which I have in Christ Jesus our Lord, I die every day. What do I gain, humanly speaking? I fought with the beast at Euphias. If the dead are not raised, let us eat and drink, for tomorrow we die. Do not be conceived. Bad company ruins good morals or good character. Wake up from your drunken stupor, as is right, and do not go on sinning, for some have no knowledge of God. I say this to your shame. It's important for us to understand and realize how we live is important. Understanding who Christ is is important. Why he lived, why he died, and why it doesn't end there. Why it's important for us to understand that he rose again. And that in that resurrection, not only do we get forgiveness of sins, but we get to have this relationship with him. He is not a dead Jesus. He is a living Jesus, and it is a living God. Amen. Let's pray together this morning. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we come to you. Lord, we thank you for your hand upon us. Lord, I come and I lift up to you all your brothers, your sisters, your children, Lord God. And I pray, Lord, let sickness and disease be far from our homes, Lord God. Let the fear be gone from our heart and the fear be gone from our life. Father, we pray, keep us healthy and strong. Lord, we thank you that you are a healing Jesus, that you are touching us now. We thank you, Lord, that you shall strengthen up our bodies, that there is no need for us to be afraid. Lord, we also pray that you continue to be the provider in our life, the provider all of our days, that we will continue to see your goodness and your faithfulness come to pass in our life, that we will continue to see, Lord, the restoration that is coming this year. Father, we pray, give strength to our government officials, to our doctors and our nurses and all of our frontliners. I pray, Lord God, that you keep them healthy and strong and give them wisdom in how to take care of us, your children. Lord, as we go about our day, we pray, Lord God, be with us. We look forward to coming together to worship you. We look forward to coming to drive in service, to praise you. We look forward to coming to Fortress 91 where we can be able to pray together and worship you together as a family. Lord, we just pray. Be with us, Father God, as we are going about our days and our week. Lord, we so look forward to the time that we can come and fellowship together in your home, in your presence, Lord God, with all of our brothers and sisters. Watch over us, Lord. Let us come back to the house of the Lord soon. We thank you and we praise you for you are so worthy. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, thank you, COP, so much for joining me this morning. I'm Basara A signing off for now, saying I'll be seeing you guys real soon. I hope you have an amazing day and an amazing weekend. Take care and God bless.